what is public relations and why does your organisation need it? Welcome to PR Matters, where you'll learn all there is to know from PRs at the top of their game. Join me, Beverly Walkden, your host each Monday afternoon, from exploring how to plan, pitch and commission great PR and marketing, we'll take you on a journey of discussion, discovery and dreams. We'll also be joined from time to time by guests working for big brands to give you, our audience, an insight into the true art of successful PR and marketing. Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 10 of PR Matters, powered by Steel Public Relations and Recruitment. We're delighted you can join us. I'm here with political PR expert Kevin Marr. Now, in this episode, we're going to focus on the skill and relationship dynamics of a PR and a politician. Welcome, Kevin. Hello, Bev. Just give us a 10 second headline of who you are and what you do, Kevin. Certainly. My name's Kevin Marr. I've worked in uh, political public relations, if I can put it like that, for probably the last 25 years. Um, I used to be a press officer for the Labour Party at one time. I was a special advisor in the last Labour government. Uh, I've worked in political lobbying and I've worked uh, pretty extensively across lots of local authorities dealing with uh, politicians as well. Kevin, just take us through what your day looks like working alongside um, some of our well-known politicians, really. What are the first considerations when you do a job like this? What's your day like? Yeah, I think I think you've got to have um, you've got to have a background in politics. I think that that may sound fairly obvious, um, and and you've got to have an appreciation of the media as well because that's absolutely paramount. And and there's lots of there's lots of people would perhaps say in in corporate PR land. Look, you know, over the last twenty years, things have changed. The media's less important. Social media is more important. There's lots of different channels to get your message across and, and what have you. And that's all true. But in politics. Uh, the media matters. It still matters because it, it frames the discussion and the political discussion. Um, and, and you know, you've got to be able to kind of live in that kind of in that kind of landscape um, as a politician and as somebody that advises politicians on, on, on communications and political strategy. You've got to be able to understand the politics, but understand how the media works as well. And, and, and the people who are really, really good at that um, can be very successful. And, and Often, sometimes um, you see political advisors that are not desperately good at necessarily understand the media or, or not experienced enough, and then very quickly the politicians they work for get in trouble. But it applies also, I think, to to different settings. Politics has changed a lot in the last twenty years. Advent of social media is very important as well, but as an extension really of the media. But we now have elected mayors all over the place. We've got obviously lots of politics in in local authorities as well. And the same the same rules apply there too, because you know public bodies are scrutinised by a free and independent media. So even when councils, for example, have lots of new ways of putting their putting their stuff out, getting their message across, they also have a responsibility to be held to account for what they do and what they don't do by an independent media. And you know we've seen with the advent of the local democracy service um, in the last seven or eight years. You know, a real focus back again with with lots of lots of papers that have perhaps lost specialist journalists in the advent of the internet. Suddenly, um, back in the game in terms of fulfilling their historic role as guardians of the public purse and, and holding the politicians to account. So, 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 you know, again, the media still plays an absolutely fundamental role um, 
for politicians, whether that's government ministers, whether that's MPs at Westminster, or whether that's our council leaders and mayors as well. It's still absolutely critical in, in framing the day, framing the week about what's important, what isn't important, and, and being able to navigate that is still um, a real core specialist skill. Of course it is, and I see you fronting that a lot of the time, Kevin. I've seen snippets of you on BBC. Um, just tell us a little bit about the role that you have and, and being the kind of front spokesperson on some of these issues. What's what's that like? I, I think you, 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 it's very, I think when you're in the in, in the the spotlight of, of, a, of a difficult political situation, it's a very hot place to live and to work. And, and you know, the the you know, our political history is littered with um, PR people, spin doctors. Um, we don't know how that phrase for a while, but but people that work as political PRs often often um, perhaps making misjudgments and, and, and landing themselves in, in a very, very tight spot. And, and sometimes if the politicians thrown out the window, that then their their political advisors uh, break their fall because they've already been thrown out the window. Um, so it can be very, very high very high stakes, often very high profile work. Um, so it requires really, really good judgment and 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 you know having a kind of wise head really. Um, and and you know this is where it comes back to kind of political now, so understanding understanding how stories develop, understanding what's important. And and you know a lot of people that work in political PR, which is often not desperately well paid, um, migrate out into the corporate sector or to or to or to public public authorities and what have you and they bring with them i think very very valuable skills which are very hard to acquire if you haven't worked in, in, a, in a political setting and 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 you know if you've worked for one of the big political parties or you've worked in government or you've worked for one of the main opposition parties you know this is where these skills are cultivated and developed and, and then and then taken perhaps out into into different settings as well but if you've not worked there it's very very difficult to acquire them um, and there you often find with companies and public bodies that that are that are in a difficult situation that um often you know their teams are not great at that kind of high level crisis comms which which you know if you've been in some very tight political spots starts to become second nature yeah and i, I know that is the case with you um i know that from having worked with you more than 10 years ago now kevin that you yeah, are absolutely. you are um you know that kind of bedrock of political knowledge um is so important really to scan the horizon so yeah. what what's first and foremost on the politicians in or in the politicians mind when they work with someone like yourself i think it's it's about having somebody that they can trust i think that that's important and somebody that sees um, sees their pain really, and it doesn't matter whether this is a council leader or whether this is a cabinet minister. It's it's about it's about you know they're in a they're often in a very vulnerable spot. If something goes wrong, they're going to get the blame for it. If something goes right, often they're not going to get the credit for it. Uh, and there's a sense that they're often passing through the offices that they hold as well. So so there's a kind of there's a kind sometimes of a kind of melancholy to to politicians that are in that position of of, of executive power. Because it is a fleeting business, and and it, it will become an even more fleeting business if you get your public relations and 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 strategic comms wrong. If you get them right, um, your chances of surviving are obviously greatly greatly increased. So so I think what they what they tend to want in terms of recruitment and in terms of the people that they are looking for, it tends to be people that have got experience and and a lot of resilience as well. Because you know this can be a very rough old trade and 
it, it never switches off. There is no kind of it's Friday, that's it. See you Monday. You know the the you know the political weekly cycle carries on through the weekend, and of course the Sunday papers are still absolutely fundamental for shaping what the next week looks like. Um, you know that that's that's stayed the same pretty much. You know unencumbered by all the changes to digital technology and all the rest of it. That's still the shape of the week is still pretty much the same as it always has been. So so I think I think it's about people that that can. You know, I think very high levels of resilience are needed. Obviously, lots of expert knowledge, political nous, and as I say, really understanding how stories are shaped and scanning the horizon, as you said a minute ago, to understand how problems become problems and to try and head things off that you can start to see and get, get a vibe about and, and intervene to try to try and head things off. And I think that's 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 a lot of the job. And And, mm. you know, you look why, you know, organizations get into trouble or why politicians fail and it's usually that failure to scan the horizon effectively and then draw the right lessons and conclusions and then take the right action you know that's 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 the kind of pattern time and time again you know, as, as I see it. So as an expert there Kevin is that just about sitting back and as you say horizon scanning and trying to map out how you know almost like a mind map how things could pan out how do you do it? It, it, it is. It's, it's very hard. To, it's very easy to sort of, you know, people to sort of say, well, you know, sit there and keep the helicopter view and, and understand how it's evolved, because chances are you're probably on the ground doing stuff as well. And sometimes it becomes quite difficult to kind of be on the ground, handling things, dealing with immediate issues, and then also to kind of do the strategic piece as well. But there's a balance somewhere that needs to be struck to, you know, to try and say, what have we got coming up? Um, I mean, you know, take for a local, a local authority, for example. I mean, a local authority is different from central government and the NHS and, you know, PLCs it, because a local authority is pouring out information all the time, seven days a week, consultations, cabinet papers, planning agendas, scrutiny committee reports. Um, there's lots of information that's going out from the centre all the time and what you tend to find often with lots of lots of local authorities is that unless you've got real governance around handling all your messaging and, and what you're actually saying um it's like it's you know it's like a fire hose an information fire hose all sorts of stuff's going all over the place and then as i say typically now what we find with you know particularly the newspapers and the bbc being pretty active in in being able to keep councils to account with more eyes looking at what they do and say that you get lots of stories springing up that even you know council's own comms teams aren't aware of and that's because again if you're not in control of everything that's going out of your organization um you know you're going to find you're going to find that 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 kind of horror story or that loose line in a report or that controversial planning application you weren't made aware of, aware of is on the front page of your of your local paper and this happens a lot and that's because you know for local government comms people it is different from central government where you know, it's much more structured about what goes out. Private companies the same again, and the NHS doesn't tend to generate as much external news. But you know, councils are you know pouring information out rightly because information in the public in the put it in the public domain. Um, but you've got to create some governance that stops that, pulls it together, and you're aware. So it's it's classically a, a, a you know we would call it in comms issues management. It's understanding what what's actually 
what you, where's your organization what's going out and create those internal disciplines so that you've got some checks and balances on what your, your colleagues make you know in all innocence be, be putting out there that then creates a reputational issue and a political issue and and the ways i've tried to do that in the, in the, the local authority settings that i've worked in is try and create a kind of you know a kind of risks and opportunities um for a meeting grid of, of what next week and the week after looks like and to try and provide a kind of early warning of things that might start to go pop um, and you know all big organizations do good things all big organizations make mistakes and and you know that that's part and parcel of it but it's about how you manage that and and how you how you present information the language that you use and and also the the, the level of contrition that you show as well when something is you know, not going very well, and it has to be communicated out as well. And getting that tone right, um, it, it, you know, is really, really crucial. And this requires, you know, this is where the, the political nouse comes in, I think, in these jobs, that you've got to have that sense of, of you know, how is this going to land? Um, what is the right thing to do? Because it's very easy to kind of, you know, get in the business of, of kind of trying to cover things up or, or, or you know, not 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 be not be clear and not be upfront, and and actually that in itself locks in further risk that that somebody else might um, inquire into, into into your explanation and find that it's not exactly um, fulsome. You know, so, so so there's lots of these judgment calls that are required all the time, and they do take up a lot of time. And I think what you tend to find with a lot of public sector comms teams that have kind of cut to the bone is there's not a lot of time to do all that critical thinking. But if you don't do it and you don't get it right, all you do is stack up even more problems. And, you know, you can you can look at lots of councils that are, you know, at the verge of almost financial collapse at the moment. Huge numbers of local authorities, for example, um, in, you know, in real desperate kind of financial plights and and. You know, you've got to you've got big issues to communicate and lots of trust with the public to maintain. And and this is again, this is what this is classically, you know, what what you know professional communicators need to be able to do. But it does require that political quasi-political judgment to, to get these to get these things right and help your organization navigate through its problems. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you do have a, a unique set of skills there, Kevin, just listening to you, you have most definitely got that helicopter view and are able to vocally move around all of those issues um, with ease, really, which is a credit to you. Just just going back to supporting politicians in, in those roles, do you ever switch off? I mean, you must be seeing opportunities all the time. You switch on the news, you hear the radio, yeah. you hear the press, you see the social media. Can can you actually have any downtime or are you always kind of looking for those opportunities at that level? I think I think a lot of people that work in the in this in this space, whether they, they work in Westminster or they're working in Whitehall or, or you know, or, or even even as I say, working for mayors, that's that's a new thing we've we're still grappling with or, or you know particularly even bigger local authorities i think there can be a shelf life for people who say you know you 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 are on the edge of your seat a lot and and if you you know if you don't if you do kind of want that kind of balance where you switch off and then you know you switch back on again perhaps monday that some of this is not is not for you because you it is it does become a lifestyle i think where where the last thing you do before you go to bed is check twitter and what's what's on sky news and all the rest of it and the first thing you do in the morning is do exactly the same and and either you either you've got the mindset to do that or you don't really and it's not you know it isn't for everybody and it's not that it's, it's the right thing to do it just becomes habitual 
uh, because you're following the, the agenda all the time because it never stops i mean that that's that, that's the thing and and you know if you if you you know as i say Westminster and Whitehall this becomes second nature lots of late night conversations lots of texting lots of tweets and all of that but even in you know big um reputation conscience conscious organizations big local authorities big NHS trusts you know companies with 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 you know a lot of public exposure you know it becomes second nature to, to, to kind of keep abreast of everything that's going on because you know you become aware that that little that little storm out at sea um, might not seem very significant right now, but give it 24 hours and it'll hit land um, and take your roof off. So, um, so you want, you want to be, you know, you want to be aware of it to see what, what you can possibly do um, beforehand. So, so, so it's very, it's very intellectually stimulating work. Um, definitely. And if, if, you know, if, if that's your thing, great, but you've got the, you know, there is a lot of resilience that's needed there as well. And it's also being able to kind of get into a position, whether you're dealing with, senior politicians or, or senior corporate leaders or organizational leaders it's, it's getting them to respect your judgment because there's times when you've got to be the person that sort of says don't do that i really wouldn't do that because this will happen and and sometimes people in this game become a bit inhibited from doing that and you've got to speak truth to power because your value you know whether whether you know whether you're the head of comms in a local authority or a health trust or as a company or working right in the cutting, cutting edge um, of, of politics, you've got to be the one that sort of says, you know, my judgment counts and that's where I add value. And I've got to, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I've got to, you know, I've got to really push it out there because what will happen if you don't and you're right and the wrong course of action is taken, you'll just get blamed anyway. So so my, my view is better, better to say it. Um, and, and even if that's sometimes, you know, not what leaders want to hear, you better saying it and saying that this is an alternative course of action that is either gets a better outcome or a least bad outcome. Um, you better saying it than not saying it. And I've seen lots of examples where people just don't. And then what happens is that you as the comms person um, become, you know, less valued and, you know, you're, the, you're not the person in the room anymore. Mm -hmm. I think perhaps you have to lean on some case studies, don't you? And, and, and kind of, pull those out as examples? I mean, how do you leverage that gravitas, Kevin, when you're in those situations, when you're saying, look, if you do X, you're going to get Y and you don't want that? Yeah. yeah. How, how I, mean, I, do you... I mean, I work as I work mainly as an interim. So, so, so I've gone through, you know, I've, I've worked in 11 local authorities. So I've worked in Whitehall. I've worked for big companies. Um, you know, I've done lots of things in lots of different settings, done a lot in the NHS as well. Um, and, and, you know, you've got to be, You've got to be clear that with experience comes hopefully the ability to trust your experience and to say to say i can see where this is going i can see how this is going to play out um i will intervene to sort of to, you know to, to make that to make that point and, and you know sometimes people that perhaps are less experienced or less able to you know or, or feel more inhibited from, from doing that they, they, they kind of default to not doing it and you know, partly as an interim, my my the reason I'm there often is 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 to give advice and and to help to sort of review or to shake something up. So I'm very willing to do it. What's it like being a PR, Kevin, and working out of Westminster and other parliaments? What's what's the vibe like? It's I mean, it's one of those you you're only there because you know you're a political anorak. You're only there often because you are committed to 
the party in government or, or the or the or the political institution or party that you work for. Um, it tends to be it tends to be fairly intense, very long hours. Um, you can you know it's a lifestyle um, is the only way of, of which may be true of course if you work in you know in in a, in a corporate PR agency you know you you will come to work and then and then you know you'll go off schmoozing clients or, or going to events and all the rest of it becomes it becomes a lifestyle and that's very true of anything i think that involved in any level if you if you're a kind of you know a political pr or, or working in a very or a campaigning organization or a reputation conscious organization you know and, and and that that's you know you've got to be able to interpret not only you know good comms practice um but as i say i have an acute understanding of the media the traditional media how stories are formed the political media but also politics as well. And, and you know, that's if you don't have all of those three elements, then you're not going to be massively effective. You will get people, for example, that, that are great uh, media operators um, and understand politics and all of that, who are rubbish at corporate comms, who don't understand when it comes to perhaps running and mounting a, you know, a campaign or a general election campaign, what actually goes into that, understanding how data drives um, decision-making and, and that social media is more than just a bit of Twitter antics, that, that actually there's a whole pile of you know digital campaigning practices that have evolved and are evolving, role of AI being obvious as well, that, 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 that everything that sits behind the kind of Westminster cut and thrust that they often don't understand um so 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 you know it, it's having a it's having a blend of, of skills and being able to kind of combine as i said the very traditional media relations media management crisis comms stuff with with everything else in the bag of tricks that as professional communicators you know we all we all should have but fundamentally if you're going to operate in that world you know you've got to understand politics you've got to be able to deal with politicians you've got to preempt what politicians think you've got to be able to inform what politicians think um you know and i think i think you know if you're sat in for example in a, in a local authority and you're you're not dealing with your political um the political dimension of of of, of, the, of, of the organization then you know you're missing a trick you've got to understand what they think and that's not crossing the line and being overtly political uh, it's being able to kind of understand what's coming in, into your organization next what you're going to be asked to do possibly by somebody above you you may as well try and account manage your politicians effectively uh, and, you know, and I see that in lots of settings where I've worked that that doesn't happen effectively. Um, and, you know, that that's often why, you know, organisations between the politicians and the corporate body, there the becomes there becomes a problem where they can become se separated, which, you know, shouldn't happen. But I think if you're operating in, in you know, Whitehall and Westminster and there's going to be a big change this next year, we've got a very tough um, general election campaign that's going to be fought. Um, the outcome to it is uncertain. There's a whole sliding scale of options. Conservatives might be retained with a very small majority. Labour might win with a very small majority. I think it's going to be a very tight parliamentary arithmetic. So those kinds of political PR skills are really going to be tested, not just through this year, where if you work for the Tories or you work for Labour, it's about not making mistakes neutralizing reputational risk but also cutting through and getting your message across but carrying on through the next election you know the next government whoever it is has got an entry from hell no money to fix anything um, and that's going to be very difficult in terms of in terms of the presentation of government business and government policy so it's going to require people who are really really good um at, you know in this line of work and i think that this without to be without being partisan what you've seen in the last few years with this government is often uh, 
people who you know are recruited as special advisors people even working in number 10 particularly in the in the boris era just kind of hideously underqualified to do what they're doing you know without without sounding kind of old fart about it way too young completely inexperienced and as a result of that not able often to to step up to the politicians and say you shouldn't be doing this you know most obviously partygate might be it might be an obvious one why the comms people there didn't intervene to say if this gets out this is poison and toxic um you know which clearly they didn't or didn't do it with enough enough umph um you know so, so so these 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 people in these roles are going to be severely tested in this election year but then in the next couple of years in the life of the next government it's going to be a very tough ride for whoever's involved and is really going to call upon these skills i think it's been fascinating talking to you kevin honestly we've uh, we've run out of time but um i will ask you to come on and do another segment for sure we've got one um called prs and public affairs which kind of dovetails into this but uh, we haven't quite got enough time to go over that ground yet but will you come back of course i will happy to amazing thank you it's been great talking to you and thanks to the listeners for spending time with us as well thank you to our guest kevin marr you've been listening to pr matters powered by steel public relations and recruitment you can find us at www.steelpublicrelations.co.uk Join us next Monday afternoon when we'll be delving deeper into the world of PR and marketing. For more information, click on the links in the description.